This week on Bulldogs by the Numbers, we'll cover the UAB game. We'll go through Georgia's offense. How about Brock Bowers? Napa know-how, as RG3 called it. The offensive line struggles, defensively how they lined up, the coverage, the third downs, and an incredible number from the quarterback position that will likely surprise you comparing the body of work of the mailman Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels. It's all next on Bulldogs by the Numbers. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to Bulldogs by the Numbers. My name is Tug Coward, along with Brent Rollins from UGASports.com and PFF College. Brent, what's been up, buddy? How are you? Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling really good after 56-7 victory. You know, I know it's UAB, and I know they were supposed to beat UAB, but this is what I think Georgia fans, like myself, have been waiting for. Just having that, that... I don't know, foot foot on the throat of an an opponent you're supposed to beat the way you beat them. Yes, and that's, I mean, it's especially after last week, the previous week, when you had such an enormous emotional high of a game, a built-up game, all offseason talking specifically about that first game, there was a little bit of a, and I think that's why you saw the spread as it got closer and closer to kickoff go down, you know, closer to 21 because, one, UAB was supposed to be a pretty solid team and might even contend for their conference championship. And two, that hangover effect. Yeah. And you saw none of that. Well, if you if you were in the stadium, you saw the first play. If you weren't, you were probably scrambling to find the, where the game was on TV. Uh, I know we were the watch-along program, but yeah. you missed a great opening you know, series there with the, the bomb from Stetson to Jermaine Burton. Yeah, so I watched that on replay because I was at home watching on ESPN, and they said, oh, we're going to stick with this Tennessee game because it's close. And I'm like, what? You're going to do what? And then they're like shifting to the app. And I was like, okay, I got the app. No worries. I pull it up. Then I'm trying to get logged in. And then it says, nope, you can't log in right now. You're, you know, you've entered your password too many, whatever it was. And then I was, I, dude, I could have thrown my phone through the TV. I was so furious about it. And and I was like, ESPN, what are you doing? You know, Especially for the number two team in the country. That's exactly right. Dude, move UT and Pitt to uh, ESPN News or to the app. Whatever you got to do, but don't put the number two team in the country in a tizzy, or at least their fans in a tizzy trying to find the game. It was so infuriating. And finally, I could never get logged on, so I finally just gave up. I was like, I guess I'll just watch the last minute and ten of this UT Pitt game. And then I, it, it super did flash up on the screen, on the app, and on ESPN News, so I flipped over there and but saw there. it. So, but I was just like, you got to be kidding me. What a, <laughs> what a buffoon move by ESPN. Among their many buffoon moves, that one was a good one. Yeah, there was a lot of frustrated people. I saw I saw a lot of pictures on Twitter, screenshots of 
not loading or something yeah. of that nature. So yeah, it's definitely frustrating. frustrating. But hey, on the bright side, like you said, you start the game, a game like that, with just an onslaught of big plays, not just, you know, 20 here, 20 here, and then 10, 15 touchdown. It was 75 touchdown, yeah. 61 right. touchdown, 88 touchdown just huge play after huge play that's right bulldogs by the numbers that's what we focus on the numbers so let's get into them the offense and you know i know there were some people that were disappointed that stetson bennett was the starter versus carson beck and maybe in a few boo birds out there but i gotta tell you i don't know what people want more out of stetson he's been as loyal a person as you could possibly be he led the team when it was rudderless he came back and took the back seat to jt daniels didn't say a word, got out and did exactly what he was supposed to. He hustled on the field, hustled off the field, and then when given another opportunity against UAB, what does he do? Light it up like a blowtorch. Very much so. And, you know, you think Kirby spoke to that after the game. You can, the, I think they put a video out uh, that showed some of the post game, and he was talking about, hey, this is the only guy that complained. And for some of you look around, you know, in the room, think about that. This is somebody who just went to work because, and I think he even talked about it pregame about how 70% of his reps are mental. You know, he's not, he's not getting a whole lot of reps, but when you talk about him being ready to play, let's you know we're we're a by the numbers kind of focus here. Let me let me give you let me ask you a question. Yeah. If I said, which of JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett has more games with an eighty or greater passing grade? Who would you think? I'm only going to say Stetson Bennett because that seems to be the obvious choice, or you wouldn't be asking me. I wouldn't be asking. It's actually double. Wow, double. <laughs> So let's let's look at so in Stetson has you know think about who he played last year Arkansas Auburn Tennessee Bama Kentucky and Florida that's who he played that's who his experience he has some so he has and you look at his career he has ten games where he's thrown the ball you know around a little bit actually enough to be worthy of examining not just you know fifteen snaps where he threw one pass and you know kneeled it down or anything like that but ten legit games four games with an eighty or greater passing grade. Yeah, forty percent of his games. So you look incredible. At JT, JT has seventeen career games. He has two. Yeah, within great, and one of those was Mississippi State. Yeah. So you know, the when Stetson has played, he has played really, really well. And that's you know, there was points where his accuracy was off, and I think that was the biggest thing with him last year. That was the sort of the frustration was in certain points they're just missing it by a little bit accuracy wise. And you didn't see that Saturday. He didn't miss. And guess what? He can develop and get better, too. No kidding. He's obviously done that. Yeah. Look, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy at all. And I know uh, RG3 brought that up during the broadcast and, and later corrected it. But, yeah, Georgia fans know. Not yet. Yeah. Not, well, not yet. That's a, See, that's a really good point. And I was actually going to follow that up by saying something very similar. Because Stetson, look, I I think JT is the starter, and I know JT is the starter, but if he were to struggle, Stetson is going to be waiting in the wings and, and is going to go out and play like you just saw him play. Yes, and and I, I agree, by the way. There is no QB controversy, but I will say this. Is there anybody that's a true national championship contender that feels better in sort of fan base? feels better about their quarterback situation right now than Georgia I can't think of anybody except and here's the deal with Carson Beck he's young and he's going to get better and he's got a lot of potential there's no doubt about it but he looked like uh, uh, DJU the other night against Clemson he just looked like the moment was pretty big now toward the end in that fourth quarter he did throw a couple uh nice passes which is great that's fantastic and and he's going to grow 
but anybody who wanted him on the field versus Stetson, I think you're misguided. Yes, and I and I thought personally thought, and I said as much before the game. It didn't matter to me who played quarterback. You have your starter. Like the the amount of conversation and angst, at least uh, in the social media world, over who was going to play quarterback was just amazing to me because you have your starter. Yeah, if the starter's healthy. The starter plays. That's it doesn't exactly matter. Right. Who the, in in the end, who the, you know, it's like some big picture view. No, just go win the game against UAB and move on. Your starter gets. He doesn't tweak any injuries. He play, comes back next week. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, speaking of one injury, I remember Arian Smith. Was it Arian Smith that? Uh, Caught a ball and got banged up a little bit. Do we know anything about bit. him? A little bit. I, I, it's one of those situations where it's probably just a bump and bruise, and I, I would assume he's he's ready to go this week. But he's different. Definitely a, a guy they need around. Oh a guy my to stretch the field that he can be, like we talked about in the off season when George Pickens got hurt. He can be the guy that replaces not Pickens the player, but replaces the threat down the field because the speed is just otherworldly yeah it's that's a different gear that he's got man and it's so much fun to see when he's got a big old g right on the side of his helmet man it makes you feel good to see that because look it's not like uh georgia is uh wide receiver you no and and, and there's they're working on that they're working on that but speaking of speed the next person to get to what did you think watching brock bowers Tr- run down the sideline drum roll please is what i felt like i mean when he caught that big bomb from setson and then just turned on the jets you're like wait a minute that big body ain't supposed to move that fast. Let's call him what he is right now. He's their best player on offense. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's their biggest threat in terms of a mismatch option. Samir and Kendall Milton, great running backs. James Cook, Kenny McIntosh, good backs that offer elements within the passing game. You know, Jermaine Burton is getting healthy and is going to, I think, become you know that kind of guy. Aaron Smith is a mismatch guy speed-wise. But there is no one on their team right now that's healthy and playing, because I'm not including – Darnell and or uh, Gilbert he's their best mismatch he's their best offensive player and he's going to keep getting the ball dude B squared is going to be a feature in this offense there's no question we've been talking about how do you get the tight ends involved and that sort of thing dude he just showed you how you get them involved through two games nine catches 150 yards two touchdowns his 82.1 receiving grade is if you look at people with at least seven targets at tight end is sixth best in the nation if you just scroll it out to his tar- his number of targets, nine, that's the fourth best grade receiving grade in the nation for tight ends. He's going to be there. He's going to he's a vital part of the offense. And if Todd Munkin doesn't already have a section of his playbook, he definitely does need to now. A Brock Bowers get him the ball type section on his Goodness playbook. Goodness gracious! I'll steal the line from RG three Napa Know How because he's from Napa, California. <laughs> that's thought it was very que- very clever. That was actually pretty good by him. Yeah. I think that was that his first game calling, first time calling a game, I think. I, I believe it was. And look, there's a lot there to be desired. But there were moments where I was like, okay, RG3, I like what you're doing here. Uh, yeah. there was there was plenty of it that made me go, okay, all right. I can tell this is your first time. But I, look, I like Robert Griffith III. So I, I think when he progresses and gets better at his craft, he's going to be a very valuable asset for ESPN on on the mic calling games yep and that's when you play the quarterback position and you can speak it like that and, and speak it to the people who are watching can understand at, at that level then good yeah so i want to move on to the offensive line struggles because we talked about the the good stuff on offense but uh, the offensive line still continues to struggle and it's a good thing that uh stetson bennett was able to get the ball out like he was and and throw the ball around like he was because the offensive line weren't making any holes for the running game uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a very much a struggle for them. Which, by the way, UAB's defensive front is is no joke, and, and they have some guys and have you know a lot of experience, just kind of grown men players. Like one of the ones that I 
highlighted before the game, their highest graded player coming into the game was a 24-year-old seventh-year player. Wow. He was a super duper senior. Yeah, is that with the COVID uh, year and a red shirt and all that? He had, yes, exactly. He had a medical red shirt one year and then took advantage of the extra COVID year after a grad transfer year. So, and then you know, they had guys that transferred. Somebody went to Auburn. One of the one of their defensive linemen went to Auburn just because he so he could he could play because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to play at UVA UAB. But still, overall, you need to dominate that game on the offensive line and, and it just didn't happen like their overall team pass block grade which by the way does include tight ends and running backs but it's still their overall team pass block grade 51.8 and the fourth time over the past two seasons it's been below 60 and what you saw like even on the pass to arian smith young guy broderick jones welcome welcome to college football pass blocking he got kind of a whiff and and the guy was right in stetson's face but he was able to get the pass off so there's some things that there i think which the beautiful part about it You've got two more weeks to really grow and, and get those reps and learn from those reps. But it was definitely a struggle, especially in the running game. 84% of their yards were after contact. Thus, they weren't getting much before they were getting hit. And then they had to go get everything they got after getting hit. So it was it was a bit of a struggle. But again, that's what this early, you know, you've met, you've made your statement. You've said, hey, hello, we're we are who we are beat it by beating Clemson. Now you can use these next couple of weeks before you go into the true meat of your schedule. Sure. Yeah. And, and look, it was, um, it was something that was concerning. I could tell, you know, that, that Stetson was having, he had people on him a lot and often, and he stuck in there, man, like an old pro. He did. I mean, I saw him get rocked a couple of times. He got roughed up back there. He did. And his, and it's his mobility offers, an advantage. Yeah, it does. And if that's gonna and if that's gonna be a thing, it's gonna be have, something that you want to monitor moving forward. Where hey, if we aren't strong and be able to able to pass protect the mobile quarterback, is gonna be helpful. Is gonna be a, is a good thing. And look, and and I'm not trying to go back and say anything about JT, but he's not the most mobile quarterback. No, we haven't seen a whole lot of that from him, and we and we just need to see it more. And and I think he will. Yeah, I hope so. This is Bulldogs by the Numbers. Tug Coward along with Brent Rollins from UGA Sports dot com as well as pro football focus the college grades that you can get all right defensively the bulldogs uh obviously they shut uab down however it was maybe the third quarter where all of a sudden uab got it uh got it in gear and started moving the ball uh some success running yeah they really did and you're like well wait a minute what in the world's going on here because they were kind of carving up georgia a little bit on defense and and i didn't i don't recall seeing that against uh clemson no, but still, big picture. What are we looking at? Big picture. They've yet to give up a touchdown in two games. Of course. And they and there's you know people who you speculate can they go the entire month of uh, September and not give up a touchdown? But I, I, that's going to be tough. I think somebody's going to get one at some point. But the big thing was third down. UAB was one of eleven on third down. Georgia dialed it up in a major way on third down. Pressure, the ability to, to rush the passer is, is just it's taken a leap this year. And it's taken a leap primarily because, to me, of one guy. I, I think you somewhat knew Adam Anderson on the edge. Nolan Smith uh, was going to be able to you know, create some pressure on the edge. But Jalen Carter on the interior has just taken it to a whole other level as a pass rusher. He had some moments last year as a run defender. But as a pass rusher, I mean, he's leading the team in quarterback pressures through two games. I think second or third in pass rush grade. He's second, their second overall highest graded defender right now. Folks in Athens better enjoy watching him over the next year and a half or year and you know, two thirds 
because I think after next year, he's going to go be a top 15 pick in the or 15, 20 pick in the draft. Man, oh man, that's a uh, a good sound knowing that you got him for at least this and next year before he takes off. Georgia's always been very successful on, on defense and they prove it over and over again. And if you look at the, the NFL rosters, they're littered with Georgia defensive players. Yes, the game last night, the two linebackers, Roquan and That's good point. the two linebackers for the Bears last night. But uh, defensively, again, Georgia continues to dominate, which is good. What are other st- things that stood out to you about Georgia's defense by the numbers? Through two weeks, if I told you, say, May, that through two weeks Georgia would have the team, the highest team coverage grade in the nation through two weeks, you probably would have thought I was insane. insane. With all the losses that they had in the secondary, guys to the draft, guys to the portal. You know, granted, you get Tyke Smith as a transfer, you get uh, Darion Kendrick as a transfer. Tyke Smith is yet to play though, and their co- their ability to cover right now is actually quite strong. Now, granted, it's a blend of both pass rush and coverage, but still, yet the ball is getting out quick. You know, average time the throws aren't long uh, over these over these uh, f- first few weeks, and they're still able to cover their action. And the the big key to me is you're seeing more and more plays on the ball. Through two weeks, they have four interceptions and four pass breakups. So sort of eight plays on the ball from the coverage players for a game. Last year, that was three a game. So if you extrapolate that out to a full season, that's a lot of opportunities to make big-time plays and game-changing plays and making making plays on the ball. Yeah, look, and one of them specifically was such a game-changer, it defeated Clemson for you. Yes, very much so. You had another pick six in this that's game. Right. Yeah, Keely Ringo looking, basically putting a clinic on in terms of coverage when, when yeah, his interception. That's right. And that's, you know, a long time ago, someone told me, hey, athletes get better. That dude is the highest level of athlete. He's only going to get better and better each and every week. There might be a bump in the road here or there when he gets against an experienced receiver, but the, the athleticism and the skill and the talent is beyond there yeah. for that. Yeah, it's something else. And his mom is so precious. She's just the coolest when she's cheering for a kid and she's tweeting about her kid. And I just happened to see it over the weekend. And the great story, she's a, I think, cancer survivor. Yeah. And so, you know, just, just phenomenal story for him. Ability for her to come, I think, across country. Yeah. And, and watch him play. Actually, I ran into Latavius Breeny's mom at the gas station before the before the game, or, or, you know, a couple hours before the game yeah. started. And she was like, hey, yes, can't wait. And I told her how great her son was playing. He's the highest graded defender right now for the, for the defense through two weeks. And she was very appreciative of that and, and ready to go watch her son play. That's so awesome, man. This is crazy how many people like that you just run into the gas station, you know, and be able to say, hey, look, I've got something about your son that maybe you and most people don't know. You know, and, yeah, and he's been playing great as well. And what's interesting now, you know, when Tyke Smith does get back, the guy who you thought was going to be the, you know, an impact player for you, now with the sort of how things are going within your secondary, he's you're probably your sixth DB. Mm-hmm. because you're playing so well with what's going there yeah. it, to me it allows it's going to allow them to do some very unique coverage and blitz packages once you bring him back in as that as that dime defender and that's going to make their defense even even more interesting and, and hopefully better i think the last thing about this game that's unique i think it was 72 was the number of players that got snaps in wow. this game 72 a of, players a whole lot of people got to play in front of the home crowd uh logan johnson local kid prince avenue Christian down the road from me play college football and that you know a lot of people probably told him he couldn't and, and he got to do that based upon his size but he, he's out there playing and, and working uh but it was it was good to see a lot of young guys a lot of guys who like smile Munden, number two on defense where hey one injury 
and that guy now is a premium contributor for you. Yeah. And has to play a lot of snaps. So those guys, especially over the next few weeks, you're going to get, you should, should get to see a lot of them. And hopefully that, that continues to where you can. And, and those guys get reps and experience before you go into the, a four game gauntlet of your schedule that will basically determine your season. Is the defense doing so spectacularly well because a Kirby smart is a defensive genius and that's where his bread and butter is. And everybody knows it. Is it B he also has all of that, and you got Will Muschamp on the field with you too, who ain't bad at the old defense thing. Or, or is there something there that uh, that I just don't know about? I think it's just it's development of the players. It's those guys getting better year over year. Like Jordan Davis, even you think, hey, how can Jordan Davis get better? Well, he's gotten better as a pass rusher. In two games already, he's he's making more plays as a pass rusher than he really ever has because mm-hmm. he was really non-existent as a pass rusher his first three seasons. That's getting better. Jalen Carter taking a leap. You get one, you get great players, and then you go develop them, and it lends to great results that you've seen in these first two weeks. Well, but but that development has to come from somewhere. Right? Yes, and the, I mean you got look look at Dan Lanning's going to be a head coach next yeah. year. He's going to probably depending upon the opportunity to, or what he wants to take, he'll have offers too. So you know, must chance there as a former head coach, and then obviously. Uh, the head guy's pretty good at defense too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly right. So let's let's just talk about that for a second. If Lanning goes, is Muschamp gone, or is or do you think he just slides in that position? I would assume he just becomes yeah. your defensive coordinator. Yes, right. But then down the road, at some point, he'll probably want to be a head coach again too. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, so there's some there's some question mark there. I mean, I mean, who knows? I saw the Super Mario Brothers two question mark in a box above your head. Yes, I mean. You think about it, at some point, yes, maybe, but at some point, maybe you're just like, eh, I've done enough of that. I'm okay where I am. I'm going to go be a great DC. I mean, look at Brent Venables, who's yeah. been there for you know how long and probably turned down how many opportunities to go be a head coach. No, I, I think that's a great way of looking at it, but most people don't even entertain that. Well, and also you got to think about, like for example, some of the coaches that you have here, for example, Matt Luke, that's your offensive line coach and, and a former head coach uh, he, he might get those opportunities as well, but, but his son is a seventh grader and is doing, you know, great baseball player and great quarterback for our youth football team. And maybe they, you know, the family environment and, and where they are and they like, and they just want to stay somebody like Muschamp. His son is there on the roster yeah. as, a, as a preferred walk on. And then also his other son is a quarterback soon. He'll, once he comes back from an injury, for a local high school team, for Athens Academy, so those things may play into it, and you might you might like where you live as much as much as you want to be a head coach somewhere. Yeah, look, you do all kinds of things for your family, right? The, the things that that are the most important to you. I've turned down jobs for my family because I don't want to move them, and I'm okay with that. And I look back and I'm glad I made that decision. I, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. So I think you bring up really really good points. Anything on the side, you got them all, all three. You got Kirby, you got Dan Lanning, you got Will Muschamp. You got all three of them this year. That's exactly right. So let's go do something with it. What have I left out? What have we not talked about that we need to? I think we, I think we've hit it. All right, now then. it's now it's just go have fun and really get into some SEC play. The key there now is the same for the, this. The mindset of this past week against UAB has to be the mindset the next two weeks against South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think they will. I got to tell you, and you said it before. I believe that UAB was probably a tougher opponent than either one of those. I agree. Having watched them, I watched that South Carolina game against East Carolina because it stood out to me mostly because two weeks ago I was on that football field at East Carolina as part of the baseball team because right behind the football field 
there's a building there that walks out from the weight room and the training facility right out into the field. So we were able to go through that. Ooh. Now, East Carolina is building their own for the break ground this month for the baseball program. But until then, the football and baseball train in the same area. They use the same equipment. And it is such a really cool view from the weight room out to the stadium. And then, you know, when you walk out there. So it really caught my attention to see what was happening there. And South Carolina barely. I mean, they snuck out of Greenville, yes. North Carolina with a win, and they acted like they had won the World Series. I would have hung my head if I were them. I know a win's a win's a win, but I would have walked off that field as humble as I could. The big thing to think about, though, is that Kirby talks about this often, is you work so hard and you only get so many games. So you want to enjoy each and every as best you can. I'm intrigued to see Georgia's offense and offensive line and how they play this week against South Carolina's defensive line. They have a few players and some guys that can do some things, especially on the edge. Can you handle your business up front? What's it going to look like? Who are the five guys? What's the rotation? Those kind of things. That's, to me, the biggest thing to watch in this game. Right on. This is Bulldogs by the Numbers. If you want to follow Brenton's work, you can find him at UGASports.com and PFF College. Uh, it's it's uh, $99 a year for UGASports.com. Is that right? 99 a year? Yep. Yep. And uh, what is it for PFF? I, I, I think it's like 130 now, maybe, okay. or something like that. I don't know what the, the premium version is, but I haven't even looked so long. Yeah. I, I'll just I don't say, pay for it, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you can also uh, follow his work at Pro Football Focus College. You can subscribe there as well. Thank you so much for checking out the show. This is Bulldogs by the Numbers. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.